Blog Talk Radio. Radio and the founder and CEO of Soji Huggles Children's Foundation, a nonprofit dedicated to providing the basic necessities of life to underprivileged children. 
I'm also a board-certified integrated holistic health energy and sound therapist with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where Energy Awareness Radio streams to you live each and every week. Energy Awareness Radio is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. Audible.com has more than 425,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products to choose from, so you can listen whenever and wherever you want. Just download the title you prefer free of charge and start listening when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. That's audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. While we have all felt the effects of a lot of negative energy for quite some time now, and we do get accustomed to those feelings, we don't like them, and we don't need to take them in. Not at all. There are ways to thwart those energies, manifest love, and stay connected with your community. It's true. It's really true. Even during these challenging times that we're all experiencing from well, everywhere on our planet, and dealing with on a daily basis. My guest this evening, Michelle Welch, who was here just a few weeks ago, the last week of 2020, is here today with tips and techniques to quell those energies so you can move forward easily and positively. Michelle is the owner and operator of Two Soultopia Metaphysical Stores in Dallas, Texas, where she offers intuitive readings and healing sessions, in addition to teaching classes on crystals, tarot, energy work, and intuition. She is a reformed attorney, and she is still an active attorney at law licensed in the state of Texas, and has lent her intuitive abilities to countless court and law enforcement cases. Michelle is also the host of Soul What podcast and the Michelle Soultopia YouTube channel. She is an ordained minister and holds many certificates in various divination and healing modalities, and she is joining us to discuss her newly launched book, and I believe it launched on January 8th, The Magic of Connection. Stop Cutting Cords and Learn to Transform Negative Energy to Live an Empowered Life. So welcome back to the show, Michelle. I can't thank you enough for being here again to join us here at Energy Awareness Radio. How are you being? Michelle, are you there? Hello. Oh, no. I don't know. What is happening? Michelle, are you there? Michelle, if you can hear me, can you call back in? Because I cannot hear you, and I do not know what... The problem is, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Michelle, can you hear me? Hello? Hello, Michelle, can you hear me? Hello, Michelle? Yes, oh, no, no, I don't know what's happening. Ah. Yes. Okay. I don't know what happened. Can you, Did you hear anything I said? I, I hear. I heard everything you said. Um, can oh, you good. hear me now? <laughs> I yes, can I hear you hear. now. I don't know what happened. I'm yes. so sorry for that glitch. I have no idea what's going on. It was, it was <laughs> but anyway, welcome back the, to the show. <laughs> yes, it's probably the crazy, wonderful energy that's going on today, right? I'm sure it that's is. That's probably true. <laughs> and it is wonderful. Yes, it but is. welcome back. Yes. How are you being? How has everything been in the past? I think it's only been like three weeks, but, you know, this is great. We're glad to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm being very well. Thank you. And um, I'm just so excited to have 
uh, to be back and grateful for you having me. Oh, you are quite welcome. And tonight we're here to discuss your book, Magic of Connection, Stop Cutting Cords and Learn to Transform Negative Energy to Live an Empowered Life. So because maybe people weren't on the last call or didn't listen to it and they don't know what you do, you were here a few weeks ago providing New Year readings to our callers, and they they loved those readings. The feedback still continues. During that time, we mentioned your book, The Magic of Connection, which is filled with a plethora of tools and tips and techniques but my first question I guess is what was you know you were an attorney okay so (laughs) you went from being an attorney and people don't you know to a psychic medium so tell us how that process occurred well yeah I, I still am an attorney I still am active you know I still pay those dues I still pay those taxes I still do those continuing legal education because you know you work hard for that and you decide right. you know, oh that's part of my identity right um, I'm a lawyer but I decided I went through a time of just not feeling it was fulfilling me I was picking juries. I was going through all the motions. I started off as a criminal attorney, criminal defense attorney, excuse me, well, prosecutor, then criminal defense, worked for the Court of Appeals, then was in this big civil practice. My own, you know, had three very successful law firms. Uh, and I was in an unhappy marriage. Uh, things are good now between me and my ex-husband, but things were not good at the time. And just I was not fulfilled. And I really had rejected a lot of my uh, spirituality uh, that I, and my inner knowingness and repressed a lot of the, who I truly was through the years. I was just becoming what I thought I should be and what I needed to be. And finally, I just decided, and you know, you hear that phrase, one day I just woke up. That's what happened to me. One day I just woke up and I decided, you know, I am going to step into who I really am. And I'm not going to be ashamed of it. And I never feel, felt like I stepped backwards. I really felt like I stepped into the fullness of me. In fact, when I quote unquote came out, and I did feel that way to my, my judge friends uh, and said, and many of my legal friends and said, look, I'm psychic. I, I, all this time I've been picking jury based on my intuition and my knowingness of that. And uh, they said, oh, that explains it. We understand you so much better now. We really thank you for telling us. <laughs> they, they were like, now we get you. You know, whereas before we thought you were kind of weird. Now we get it. We understand you. <laughs> that and we get that you really are weird. weird. <laughs> yeah, no, they were like, they were kind of relieved, you know, that, that they sort of understood why I would sort of kind of sometimes like go off into space and like, like, who is she looking at? <laughs> like I'd be looking at something over in the corner of the room, you know, and like, then I'm like, yeah, I kind of do see things. I do kind of, and it's not that I'm a cuckoo bird. It's that, and then they would, of course, then now they'll be like, oh, well, tell me, what do you see for me? You know, now they don't think it's mm. so weird because they want to know, you know, but it, it, it never felt like people always want to know, well, you know, is that a step backwards for you? I still pursue excellence in everything I do. I am just that way. I believe that we should be excellent with every gift we are given. 
and we should, um, with everything we do, we should pursue excellence. I believe that, uh, not waste the gifts we've been given. And so, you know, it's really great. Uh, we can, yeah. It's really great that your colleagues accepted that so readily because, you know, let's face it, it's a stretch. You're an attorney. And now you're going to be a psychic medium. So did they not ask you, okay, when did you first start to realize you were psychic and this must have been brewing for a while? What's that background there? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, you are correct. And not everyone accepted it, obviously. But a lot of the colleagues did. Yeah. The, ones that, the ones who didn't, uh, because I was in very much a uh, church is here, big here, and I'm not attacking that at all. I was raised in a church background in, in Texas. That's also your social. I mean, that's your connect. You know, people go for their business connections, you right. know, and my kids were in a private school. And believe me, I was teaching mock trial at a, a and I won't go too much into it because, again, I'm not ever going to attack any anybody's beliefs. Everyone's welcome in our stores. And uh, but they weren't really accepting of that. And I was teaching a mock trial team. We had a national winning mock trial team at the time. And they found out I had crystal books and that what didn't go over too well, you know? And so, yeah. uh, you know, uh, and I understand that because it, it didn't jive with their beliefs. And so that's understandable, right? Uh, you know, you have to honor their beliefs. And so, right. and I don't push my, I don't, I do not believe in pushing my beliefs on anyone, uh, but I don't expect anybody to push their beliefs on me either. So how did it, so it didn't go over great with anybody, but did they ask me, well, when did you know about this and how did you? So it, it was, I am one of those stories that yes, from a very young age, and I was brought up in a very spiritual slash religious home where I would go to church all the time and people would speak about angels. People would speak about, uh, and we would sing about all these things. And, but I would say, well, there's one right there. And I'd be pointing, and <laughs> but, but well, and you're you're singing about it. You're singing, you know, "Heart the Herald Angels Sing," right? But why right. is it so weird when somebody talks about one? <laughs> and right. you're talking about, you know, uh, the you know going to another place. Uh, why is it so strange when you say, "Yes, there is another life beyond this one"? Why why is that so unusual? to talk about it, but it is, you know, it's like, it, so I never really understood that as a child. I, and, and growing up, I never understood why there, there could be all these religious things and doctrines and, 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 and very, and very many religious, different religions. But then the minute you talk about it, that I actually see, I don't even see a veil for, they talk about this veil and I'd be like, what's, what's the veil? Because I didn't even understand that because I'd be like, well, there's, there are spirits all around us. And so for me, it's been a long time, you know? And so even now when people get all excited, you know, they'll get all excited like, oh, I feel like a, maybe there's a spirit here. And I'm thinking, well, why is that such an unusual thing? Because they're all around us all the time, not necessarily disincarnate spirits, but there's energies and different spirits around us all the time. And I've, I've felt those since I was a child. So yes, I get asked those questions all the time. And to me, it was just never that unusual. So, yeah. And it's very, and, it's actually brave of you being in such a conventional 
career to to step into your authentic you. I mean, I've been an energy practitioner for, I actually figured this out today because I thought it was like, I don't know, 15 years. And somebody said, really? I thought it'd be longer. And I'm like, well, it's like 1990. And they're like, take. <laughs> I said, oh, yeah, you're right. It's like 27 years. Okay. <laughs> you know, and I can do math. I just wasn't, it doesn't feel like it. But I've been doing, you know, my work for 27 years or something like that. And People will say, you know, after a session, they'll say, I don't know, I just felt like there was, like, spirit in the room. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're all over the place. It's okay. It's all good. They're all <laughs> it's like, what? Exactly. You know, like, they're here. There's one there. There's one over there. Don't worry about it. Little kids, when they're looking for their, their nanny, I think it is, in Italian, and, and mothers are in the room, and they'll say, you know, my my mother or my mother-in-law has passed. I'm like, yeah, but she was here. She was right there. And then the daughter will point. Or the sun will point, and I'll be like, "Yeah, they, you know, they've been here." So it's just interesting because yeah. your your background is such that you know. I remember when I had Dr. Brian Weiss on the show. He's a psychologist mm-hmm. and the father of um, past life regression. And right. I mean, you know, he came out too, if you will, to his psychiatrist friends, and some of them bought into it, and some of it didn't. That's a hard thing to do because you can lose it a is. lot, but you have so much to gain when you step into yourself, which is pretty much what your book is about to be able to live an empowered life. And you certainly did that. And I know your book has only been out for two weeks, came out on the eighth, something like that. But I'm guessing the feedback thus far is proving, you know, people are truly feeling the benefits of what you're teaching and your timing, I must say is quite perfect. We're in the midst of a global pandemic. That's only getting worse. We've seen and heard and read and, and we've experienced so much division and civil unrest in this country. And I'm speaking about the United States for those who are who are uh, listening and, and wondering. <laughs> They're probably not wondering at all. Right. But what has been, you know, far, far too long. But your book couldn't have been published at a more necessary time. Did you begin the process of writing your book prior to the pandemic or was it due to the pandemic that you felt to write the book? What a great question, because it was before. It was prior, but I felt it. So what? The catalyst was this feeling of, it was prior to the pandemic, but it was this feeling of already in our country, in the United States, this feeling of people already wanting to, I I say in the book, you know, uh, block, unfriend, kind of social media, how it was starting getting this, um, I'm going to block you, I'm going to unfriend you, I'm going to cut you off, I'm you know, I'm, it was so easy to just cut everybody out of our lives without even trying to work anything out. And so it was prior to that. And then when the global pandemic hit or, you know, when it just hit, I, I was like, okay, do I write about this in the book? And, and Llewellyn helped me, the publisher helped me because they were like, okay, we're not because we want your book to be timeless. And, 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 and so Benabel went forward. She wrote about it in the forward to the book, but it it was perfect. And I thought, great. And had Matthew McConaughey was on so my Soul What show, and he in his book Green Lights, he talked about you know oh, what a time for us to have books coming out. But both of our books, it it turned out perfect because it's, our, his book talks about pivoting and how you change and you adapt, right? And transmutation that I talked about in my book. Think about it. Viruses mutate, and we have to learn to transmutate, transmutation, and we're going to have to learn to change and to adapt, and we have to learn to adapt and how to live in this new world and how to get along with one another, and that's the magic of connection. So, yes, it was before, 
but it was due to the fact that we were already not attempting to get along with one another and find a path to wholeness. And I think we're going to have to find a path to wholeness at some point. Absolutely. And I think we're on that path now, starting today, you know, new administration and also hopefully there's a, there's a, there's a thing going on there. And, and, you know, for everybody out there, and I know you agree with me on this, that, you know, transforming versus transmutation, two totally different things. Transformation means it can continue to transform and come back to what it was and go back to it. But transmute means you have changed it completely. It's not going to go back to what it was. It can't transform into anything else. It's gone. And that, I think, is something that people don't clearly get. And I bring that up because you talk about cutting cords. And I was kind of laughing at that part because people do. They cut cords. But they don't realize when you're cutting a cord, Unless you set an intention and you have that real, it's done, it's over, you're, you're cutting a cord that can grow back like a root on a plant. Yes. So and you talk about this in the, your book. So I'd like you to talk about that if you would. So, you know, I do talk about, and it's right in the subtitle of my book, uh, I, yep. you know, Lou Ellen made, wrote, they, they came up with the subtitle for me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, it's right there, isn't it? So there we have it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to own that. Um, I, I, let me first say that if, if that works for somebody, keep doing it. You know, I, again, I right. don't ever attack anybody's beliefs. I, I want people to, to believe what they want to believe. But here's my premise on that. Uh, I, I love, I do talk about the, the roots, um, and I talk about how, we're, look, we're all one. And if you, if you believe that premise, I just take it almost like I would a lawsuit. I build the case in the book, uh, just starting with the laws of the universe and just starting with everything is energy. We're all one. If we're all connected, if we are cutting off a part of ourselves, if, I mean, if we're cutting a cord, then we are literally cutting off a part of ourselves if we're all one. That's my argument. That's my case. And there's a lot, and in and, and the book, you know, there's, a, there's all the, obviously going to be a lot of, okay, but what if this? What if that? Okay, you know, a lot of questions that come up. I address those in the book because, of course, there are going to be situations. I propose instead that we heal the cords of connection between us. Does that mean and I teach us the exercises to do that. It's not easy. We heal by transmutation, totally changing and healing. Um, but that does not mean that we have to be best friends with them, you know, be hang around an abusive relationship. I have a whole chapter on that. You know, I call it forgiveness mm-hmm. from a distance. But we still right. can heal. We still can heal. And uh, that's. That's why, because look, I I don't think trauma, fixing trauma with another trauma heals trauma. Okay. I just think it perpetuates trauma. Sure. It just hit me, you know, it it hit me when people would come in and they would come into my, for healings that I do, um, a type of healing called a stellar gateway healing. It's it's one that just was channeled to me and I I don't advertise it a whole lot. Uh, It's just a karmic clearing karmic residue so it's 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 maybe a matter of semantics 
but I don't think of it as cutting cords. I just think of working on our own karma. And I thought of this the other day. I thought it kind of was this aha moment to me. I thought, you know, if we would all just intend and manifest serenity and love for ourselves and mind our energy for ourselves, our cord, you know, our self, our part of the one and wholeness. And if each person would just do that and not be managing everybody else's part of the energy of the collective, if we would just intend that, every person, then we could have a lot of unity and love if we would just mind our own energy in that regard. And that's our part of the cord of the, you know, of the connection and whatever that, and, you know, we can be, and I'll, I'm not trying to go on and on about it, but the cords cannot just, they're not just to people. They can be to a job. They can be to mm. the earth. You know, they can be to, um, to, because everything's energy. So we're corded to everything. We're corded to emotions. Uh, I list in the book all the things, examples of everything that we can be corded to, and it's a lot of things. And so we do have to heal those. But it doesn't cutting cords in my, I propose, just to read the book and see, just to keep an open mind to see if perhaps we could begin healing instead of always saying, I'm going to cut this off. I'm going to cut that person off. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Because, look, that's not working for us. It's not getting us anywhere. We see that. It's not. So uh, No, it, yeah. it isn't. And the other, the other thing is that, you know, it's, it's very negative, you know, and all the negativity that's out there, it just perpetuates. But one of the ways that, you know, cutting cords, and your book is full of all kinds of, as I said before, tips and techniques. And whenever anyone reads a book, it's take what resonates with you and use it. Because not every single thing is going to resonate with everyone. So use what you can from each book. There's always things that you can take and always things you might think, oh, well, I, you know, I still want to cut a cord. Okay, well, fine. If you need that ritual to do that, you know, that's going to work for them. As you said, it's their belief. And we have cords to our beliefs until we have either aha moments or conversations with people and we start to think differently and realize, oh, you know what, that belief I had is actually wrong. And one of the beliefs that a lot of people have, and you mentioned it a moment ago, is forgiveness. They believe that forgiveness is condoning the behavior of the other person, and it is totally not, not. doing that. Forgiveness is not condoning. Forgiveness is for you. You are allowed yes. to forgive. Now, last night on TV, they played Cinderella in the movie with Kate Blanchett. God, I love her. And ah. Cinderella, who I can't remember, was, was walking out with the prince, and she turned to Kate, and she said, who was playing the part of her um, miserable stepmother, and she said, I forgive you. And that was a very powerful thing for this young girl to say because it released her from anything. That was a form of cutting a cord, but it was not. It was it was transmuting that which was holding her back, and she was able to move forward and go off with her prince and didn't have to worry about what was going on with her stepmother. So forgiveness is huge. It's absolutely huge. And, you know, some things can be semantic, but if you can find a word that is similar to, and I've used this on many a patient, said, you know, I know you, you want to do cutting cords and such, but instead of making it that severe, you know, and making it that harsh, does that feel good to you or is it better to just open your heart and say, I'm going to forgive and move on and let that person go. They're still going to do whatever they're going to do. You're not condoning what they did, but you're allowing yourself the freedom to move forward. What do you think yes, about that? I, I totally agree. 
hundred percent. And when I say it's semantics, I, I say it's, you know, words have power too. So uh, yes. I 100% agree. And I agree with the forgiveness. It's, it is for you. And that, that's why I, look, that's the whole thing with my book is, and I had to call, I, I kept getting notes from my great editors. I got at Llewellyn, I got notes about my tone because I get really emphatic about the fact that I really do believe that it's time for us to, there are a lot of books out there. I read all, I try. I got everyone I could get my hands on and they're very wonderful authors. I mean, bestsellers that talk about, you know, empaths and everything. And this book's not just for empaths, although I think every, that's a whole nother subject. I think almost everybody is in some form of an empath. Okay. Um, psychologists, I thought they would argue with me on that, but they actually agreed with me on it. But uh, it depends on the psychologist because I'm going to disagree with you that in a very big way, I will take you on on that till the day I die. (laughs) Okay. Well, we'll have a discussion on that one, but um, I I barely touched on this book because I didn't, I didn't really want the book to get side railed because of that. But what I right. what I say about because I am a, a big empath and so I've read every book on empaths and I didn't have it really explained to me when I was young so there's a lot in the book about that and so what I I really um, wanted to to get across is that um, I'm trying to think now what I was trying to say because I don't want to get um, on on the empaths I I want them to know that there's there was there all the books that are out there or that I read, and I read every single one I could get my hands on. Did a lot of what we can't do, how to protect, how all the things that we and they said they empowered us, but my book truly says, look, we can change energy, we can do it. Yes, black tourmaline is great. I sell that in my store. Yes, bubbles of protection. We may need it because we may be on a day where we're not in the mood to transmute energy ourselves. We need help. But I go this next step that a lot don't go because I hear it every single day. And I mean multiple times a day in my stores and and on the phone. Uh, I'm an empath. I can't. I'm an empath. I can't. I'm an empath. Uh-huh. I can't. Yep. And I say, I'm an empath. We can. And we can, ch- but we don't have to. But we can, if we want to, choose to transmute energy and change the form of energy into a form that is suitable for us. If we don't want to, that's fine. We, but it's our choice. We, don't, we are not pathetic sensitives. We are powerful sensitives, superhero sensitive, super powerful sensitives who really are needed right now, in my opinion, the very ones to change this hurting world. And I really, with all my heart, believe that uh, because we can lean in and we, we feel so acutely and so strongly that if we would just take that energy and learn to take it to the next level of transmuted. That's where the magic is. That's the power that we have. And that's really what the book is about. Because I did get frustrated with every book I read. I, I was so happy that I finally knew what I was, that I was an empath. 
and a, and all the quizzes, all the blogs, all the you know they're even in like Cosmopolitan, all the great blogs that told me, yeah, I am an empath. That's great. I finally knew, okay, yeah, that's what I am. I'm an empath. I'm you know I'm not too sensitive. You know everybody who called me too sensitive, everybody who told me almost you know to the point of oh you're paranoid, you know, and then there's an intuitive sensitive. You know I'm on top of that I'm psychic, um, but and I and I all these things that you're called and you're labeled, I finally understood it. But I, it, it was almost putting these restrictions on me that at, at some point, and then I heard it from everybody else that all these things, but now I can't, I can't be around negative energy that I, Oh, that, that negative energy is going to hurt me or that I can't handle that or because I'm an empath. Oh no, 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 no. Well, I wanted to truly empower the empath like myself and say, you know what? You are so powerful. You can change the world if you want to. Here, it's just like, here's the problem I have. Here's the problem I have with people saying they're an empath. Okay. First of all, okay. no one's an, no one's an empath. There's no such word. You can be empathic. You can have empathy, but you cannot be a sad. You cannot be a happy. You cannot be a or an empath. And here's why. Okay. Everything is energy. Energy is malleable. It's pliable. We can trans- transmute it. We can shape it. We can form it. Everything is energy. And here's the problem I have is when people come in and tell me, well, I'm an empath, you know, so I feel everything. Okay. First of all, I never hear anyone who tells me they're an empath say that they feel anything good. It's always, I feel all the negative energy. Everything Mm -hmm. is energy. If you're an empath, you're going to feel negative and you're going to feel positive. positive. You can't just pick the negative. And what they're doing is, and I don't know, I I mean, I know a lot of psychologists and and I've done enough psychology work and I'm therapist as far as positive and energy psychology goes. I don't, I believe that when people are telling me they're an empath and they feel things, there's a couple of things happening. Most of the time, they want to play the part of a victim. Well, I can't. I'm an empath, mm-hmm. you know. Or mm-hmm. feel superior. They want you to think yep. they're an empath and, and you're not, you don't have these feelings, so you're not as sensitive as I am. And the worst one, the very worst one, is it's something that people aspire to. Now, God bless Judith Orloff for writing a book in the early 2000s about being an empath. She made a million dollars and she branded a word that was not a word and or not a thing. Because if you go back, the term was first cited by a Scottish author, J.T. McIntosh, in 1956 in a story called The Empath. And it was about paranormally empathetic beings who he dubbed empaths that the government mm-hmm. uh, exploits to oppress workers. So in science fiction, which is where empaths came from, they have a supernatural ability to, to feel and sometimes manipulate other people's emotions. And I can't tell you how many mm-hmm. people have told me they're an empath and they try to manipulate. I've been told, you're detached. I'm like, okay, whatever. And whoever the person is that <laughs> says these things to me, it's like, fine, I'm detached. Now, I'm an energy worker. I'm a board-certified mm-hmm. energy therapist and the only one in this country who is board-certified through a medical association to do what I do. So when I'm working on people and I'm in their energy, and I'm in it, and I'm swimming in their energy, I feel it, but I don't take it on. 
and I only feel what it is to recognize what it's called. I don't feel the impact of what they're feeling. No one can. You can have empathy for a person because you've been through a similar thing. You can be empathic toward a person because of what your similar experiences were, but you cannot possibly feel the extent to which the other person feels. And I look at all that and I think, you know what? This is a term that's been turned around and used for people, and it's time we wake up from this, this nightmare and stop saying we're an empath and using it as an excuse. You can be empathic. Everybody's empathic to a certain degree. But mm-hmm. there's no way that, that I'm going to buy into somebody is really an empath when they're just empathic and can feel what other people are feeling, but not to the depth of the other person. We don't know what the other person's going through. Energy presents itself differently every day. You can wake up one day and, and feel grief and loss. And the next day it's less and three weeks later, feel it harsh all over again. But what's interesting to me the most is, and I've asked my patients this, so it's all negative energy. And they say, yes. And I said, how come you never Mm-mm. feel the joy? How come you right. never feel the bliss? How could, you would right. feel that if you were a true empath instead of bitching and complaining about that which you have within that you're projecting out to others. You need to get a hold of your own feelings. Those are you. You own that. And there are many psychologists and psychiatrists who will, I mean, I've worked with people at Harvard. They'll tell you the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, empath doesn't, doesn't work. So, you know, I think right. it's something people had to buy into in order to work with patients and use the term. But the term to me is being used wrongly and it's giving people the ability to call themselves a victim. And, and quite frankly, like you get passionate, so do I. And I'm sick to death with it. I really am. So, you know, so I want to, so, yeah. so let me ask you this. In my book, um, do you, Ben, do you see that I say basically what you just said? Yeah, because I, said, I do. I, I said, you and I are saying the same thing. Now, do I t- adopt do one of the ones I had to watch my tone with is who you just mentioned, okay? I had to watch my tone who? because I said, Judith Orlock, okay, so, cause, because I said there are these books that have come out that have said it's this, this, and this, and they really yes. haven't. Yeah, take, yeah, when I talk about you, the, yeah. Yeah, they've taken the power away yeah. from what they've labeled to be. So did I adopt the word empath in my book? So if, if, if I may respond, if, did I adopt that word? Yes, I did. Because that's yeah. the word everyone uses now. Now, did I yes. also say in the book, I said, isn't it interesting? And I'm trying to find the page so I can quote it to you. Isn't it interesting that it's only the negative? Did you hear? About yeah. It's I can't, I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't. And I, and I also would have people come into my classes and I'm getting, I'm glad you got worked about it because I got worked up about it when I was writing the book. I said, isn't it? They would come also. I can't, I can't, I can't. And I would honestly, you know, I would have them come and they'd go, oh, well, there's negative energy on that. I can feel it. I'm like, no. Like one day somebody was moving like a pendulum in a bottle and my, in the, in the um, store. Okay. Like, you know, it started moving yep. or something. And I said, and I looked, I looked at her and she was going, that's negative energy. I said, look, I said, you need to mind your own energy. And I talk about that a yeah, lot exactly. in the book, you know, mind yes, your you own energy. And, um, and, you know, it's, they're like, okay, that's a repetitive, 
you know, um, redundant, mind your own energy. Okay, whatever. I like the phrase, mind your own energy. Um, so, uh, so it's, I, I call it mind, mind, mind your own energy and stop. And I also do find people in classes will come and they'll go, well, I'm an empath. Like it's yep. like, and, and I don't use, I used it more when I, and when I was saying it earlier that I am that I don't, I want you to know, I don't mean it in a superior way. I'm in it in a, Oh, no, no, no. Michelle, let me interrupt you I'm, for just one minute. As I was reading a book, and I'm like, she's saying she's an empath. She's so not an empath. I, I, I'm like, I can't wait to tell her you're not an empath. You're absolutely not. But, you but know, but, I know you have to use it for the book and to make the statement yeah. because that's what people need to hear. That's what they want to hear right now. That's all they understand. The thing is, it needs to change. And I've actually started a book that's called So You're an Empath. And then it says, the, the subtitle is, no, you're not. <laughs> you know, but, but, I I think, like, but I think we needed to get, I think my book is, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's, it is saying stuff that I hadn't seen anywhere. Okay. I, I haven't seen anybody say, stop. Okay. It, energy no, is, no I one say has. in there, I mean, stop it because you've got, energy is positive and negative. I mean, even right. If, and, and I said that in there. I was like, okay, why is it that you always sense the the negative? Why is it? <laughs> yeah, and why? I, and, and it is it is it the very thing you're saying is in the book. But I, you know, I kind of have to. I'm easing our way into it. You know, so at least yes. people can start beginning to accept the idea because there has been even since my and let's just shoot straight here. Even since my book has come out. Um, you know, I was told, don't look at where your book's ranking in the things, you know, just don't even look at it. But I was like, okay, are people receiving right. this book? And then there's, a, there are books, because my book doesn't have impact in the, the you know, whatever, the subtitle, where basically those are right. for searching, you know, search words. Um, and right. it doesn't have it in the title of the book. But you put the word in, and I, we didn't want that in the title of my book because the book is not totally about being an empath. That's not all it's about. It's just a part of the book. But right? you have to it's put it in keywords because you want people to, to buy yeah. the book and understand it. So you have to use it. Exactly. I get It's branding. You, I'm telling you, you, Judith Orloff did a great job. She did a great job. Look, she, yeah. She yeah, really did yeah, a great job taking a word that's not a word. It's a science fiction thing that somebody came up with in 1956. I mean, I've, I've looked at this a million times, and I'm like, I cannot believe that people are still saying they're an empath. It's an excuse. But you look at the books that are – some that aren't even released yet, and I don't want to say what I think about these books yet because I haven't been able to read them yet. It's funny how I got a right. review before my book was even released. But they're not even – and they're ranked higher because you know what? And I intuitively, I was like, they have the word empath in them because people, for some reason, they it's want helped. that label. Yeah, they want that label. Yeah, because they, they feel they superior. They want to know to know that, you know, or they want they people been, to know they, they're sensitive and it makes them feel superior. It gives them a, a play the, of superiority. I think the, the flip of that, the flip of that is they may also sometimes, I propose. Sometimes there are those of us who feel what's being described is highly intuitive, and they're not trying to feel superior. They're not trying to feel superior in that. They feel a little bit misunderstood, um, and they they want somebody to explain what that is. Okay, they want they just need somebody to explain why they feel maybe they sense they sense 
some energy and they need and they 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 lean into other energy maybe you know they don't necessarily take it on all on they just lean into right. it a little more acutely than other people and I talk about that in the book um, and so I think we're saying the same thing and so I tried to yeah. and I, I I did have to tone it down because I got notes like watch your tone <laughs> I get I get yeah. notes back watch your tone Michelle <laughs> but the thing is because, you know and you're right because people are using the word empath and maybe some of them are using it in place of being intuitive but I haven't met anyone that's done that because people are either intuitive and they know it and then they'll use the word empath and so therefore you know they, they have a gift that you don't have it's not something to aspire to you know I do uh, pediatric hospice work and this is probably why I was told I was detached, you know, because I can go in there, I can sit there and I can be with the, with the kids and I've had children die in my arms. Okay. And that's not fun. Yeah. It's not easy. No. And then you go out you have to do the paperwork you have to do. You get in your car. And then when I pull in my garage, I think, how did I get home? It took me an hour and 15 minutes to get home from New York city. And I have no idea how mm-hmm. I got here. Wow. I really hope I got wow. here. Okay. Because you're crying all the way home. So that's not yeah. detached. That's, you, have, you have to detach yourself from situations and then bring yourself back once that is done. It's kind of like when something happens, you can panic or you can be completely focused and then panic afterward. I'm the focus and panic right. later person. Yeah. That's what you do. That, that doesn't make me better than anybody else any more than somebody who says they're an empath makes them better than somebody yeah. else. But I think sometimes it's a case of really when I'm dealing with patients – it's a case of you are having these feelings about yourself. Do not project them on others. We need to work with the feelings within you. And that's where I think your book helps and makes a difference with people because people do need ritual. People do need to be able to, you know, whether you want to call it cutting the cord or forgiveness, cutting a cord is so ritualistic. It makes them feel like they accomplished something. The problem with that is even if you forgive, okay, if you haven't really forgiven, it's not gone. You have to forgive. You have to open your heart up and be vulnerable in order to forgive or to cut, Mm -hmm. yeah, or to cut a cord. So there's semantics there, but the ritual part I think is what people need. And, you know, when we're, when we look at all of this stuff and they need something to go by, they're, they're looking at, well, I'm an empath. So I feel, okay, you're not an empath and nobody likes to be told they're not an empath. You're not an empath. You know, you're just feeling your own feelings and you're projecting them out. You need to learn to deal with them yourself. So I think your book does a great job with that. And it is an opening to teach people that, you know, empath is not really the thing that you are. I mean, I kind of got that through the book. Maybe I I was looking for it more. Well, I don't I hope know. You got it because no, I hope you got it because it's. I want people to learn to mind their own energy, and I exactly. say it a time and time and time again through the book. I tr- without a slap in the face. I try to say, yep. look, we have to begin to mind our own energy. Stop, and I say in the book, stop blaming your energy on everybody else. Stop it. Exactly. You know? That's what it is. Uh, Yep. You're blaming your energy on everybody else and calling yourself an empath. And, and I can't tell you how many times over the years I've said to people, if everybody just would mind their own energy field, everybody would be better off. Just mind what's going it's, on with you. It's yeah. so true. It's so, so true. It's, yep. it's, I mean, we just have to start with our, instead of going, walking in a room and saying, 
Uh, and I, you know, I've been there. I've been that person who's, you know, oh, you know, everybody hates me, you know, and all that. You know, I can't go to that because I, you know, the, the energy there is negative. That is just pathetic. I needed to my, I need to deal with my crap. I needed to deal with my crap instead of thinking yeah. it was somebody else's stuff. Instead of thinking, and then, and and then again that I in the book I talk about. I think the irony of the fact that it's always negative. Why every the list is yeah. always you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, right. you can't, you can't. And I'm like, well then, you know, that doesn't make any sense. Because there's joy, like you said, there's joy, there's happiness, there's positivity, there's all these other things. So we're on the same page. We're just, yeah. yeah. We're just saying um, it differently. But yeah. you know what? At least we're both getting it out there. That's the good news, that maybe we can turn mm-hmm. this around so people won't be using this as an excuse or to be a victim or to, to play to superiority. And with that, we're getting close to the top of the hour. And I did want to ask you, you know, today was a very inspiring day for our country as we watched the 46th president of the United States take the oath of office. So given that, and as we look forward, do you have any predictions? And I know we're not supposed to be doing predictions. This is what tonight was about. So I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you have any predictions for the United States in this new year and with this new administration? I do actually. And I don't mind you asking me at all. Uh, I, first of all, I thought it was a wonderful day. I thought I appreciate you asking me. And I I thought it was a wonderful day. I thought it was a day of uh, to turn a corner. It's a year of change. As we know, I, I see uh, hope on the horizon. I do see some, I see, you know, I get, I keep getting the word fringe. I'm not sure if I'm saying that clearly. Fringe, like F R I N G E. I'm not East Texas accent yep. here, but um, um, oh no, you fringe, did it. We got it. <laughs> you know the the the, the fringe, um, the fringe people. You know, I here I am in Texas. I love my state. Uh, we're not all, you know. I'm just gonna say it. We're not all like Ted Cruz. Uh, we. Sorry yep. for the people who like Ted Cruz, but I don't. Um, so there, I said it. And what's my prediction? Okay, <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. Um, but um, I'm not proud of that. Um, what's my prediction? There will be some fringe, uh, but do I believe that our country is return is has healing to do? And I believe it began today. My I I predicted today would go smoothly. I told people it would everybody was expecting drama and I said it's going to it's not y'all stop predicting drama. First of all, let's manifest yeah. a wonderful day and we had a wonderful day. And I but do I see some fringe I, I it's like some fringe fallout and some like I, it's it looks to me like stomping of the feet and and you know um baby action and some somebody trying and I really what I see with Trump is more trying to start his own like and he will his own media that's what I think that where that's going to go it's going to go towards that and he will still have followers and he will not be silenced he will start his own media and those fringe people will still follow him but it I, I think it things have turn the corner and if we can um and it's this is my intuition on it 
everybody keeps saying it's going to get worse and before it gets better, I feel like we have turned the corner. And I really, I don't think that's just wishful, wishful thinking. I, I really do feel that. And uh, it's, it's, it's an infusion of hope into our country, and people are ready for it. People are, uh, people are ready. Now, are, is he going to be able to make the changes he wants as quickly as he wants? Some of them, yes, uh, but some of them, no, because he does still do things in the uh, – tell me if I'm going on too long, but I will tell you, I also see this. He still does things in a little bit of the business-as-usual way, but he does know how to bring people together. Uh, he knows how to bring people together, and that's going to benefit him. Uh, because for now, we do need somebody who kind of knows how to do things as usual to get to the, ch- the place of changing things. There has to be a little bit because Trump shook things up so crazily that we need a little bit of stability. And then he'll start implementing those changes. Okay, so that's what And I the see. thing about the Biden. And the thing about the, the worse, things getting worse before they get better, I think they did, and today was the get better part, the start of the get better. I, I really think the worst was is the past few weeks. We were all petrified because, because for good reason, for very good reason. And uh, it now happens. it's time yeah. for healing and, yeah, and, and to get better. And I think that uh, President Biden has, uh, and, and with Kamala Harris, they have a good you know, union themselves and that they will be able to speak to each other and they will be able to bring unity together. It will take work because there are some people, well, like Trump, even today, I'm taking my marbles and I'm going home. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go to the inauguration. I mean, what a two-year-old. That's exactly how he came across. He was a coward. He was a coward. He's a a petulant baby, you know, and then people are like, oh, you know, and people will, and I see it, I, I, I can tell you, um, I've served on a lot of boards here in Dallas back in my those lawyer days, and I can tell you, um, the people, Bush and those people, they're like, oh, he didn't really want to be. Yes, they do. They're actually friends. Bush and M- Michelle Obama, they actually do really get along. Okay, that's not yeah, they do. Act. Yeah, they do. No, and so you know, people don't want to believe that, but they actually do, and uh, so. These, uh, the people now that are there, they're gonna they're gonna try to make things better for our country, and our country's ready for it. They're they're tired of the the baby, you know, and so and so we're ready to have maturity and leadership. And I got I just pulled a card and I pulled the emperor card, and I, that's mm. and I pulled it upright. This is leadership. This is we're ready for a leader. We didn't have a leader through COVID. I mean, we had no, no leader. We did not. We no. can, we're ready for no. a leader, and we have a leader and a vice president who's a leader. I mean, she's a leader. So this is exciting time. So, yes, we've turned the corner. I think so, too. And, this is, and then my last question yeah. is another prediction. It's about COVID and the vaccine. Do, do you have any predictions? Are they the cure-all everyone hopes? No. Um, I didn't think so either. That, <laughs> no. No, I did predict on another uh, on Good Morning Texas. It's a television show. I I will tell you a prediction I made uh, before before the Capitol um, terrorist attack. I uh, I predicted on that day some things that have 
kind of come true, unfortunately, a couple of them. I predicted there would be a third vaccine, and I don't really read the news about all that. And I, I think that might be the Johnson & Johnson one. I think there's one that's better, and I don't want to tell people I am not a doctor, blah, blah, blah. Okay, you know, right. disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. I don't want to put fake yep. news out there. But do what your doctor tells you. You're trusted, the trusted people. But I think that uh, there is a better something better coming uh so we could get there uh but we're not there yet i i i okay, i i have well we know there's astrazeneca is coming out and there's pfizer and there's uh moderna right now and astrazeneca is going to mm-hmm. come out and j and j is going through fda process right now i had somebody on the mm-hmm. show who channels uh, a, a a God entity, and that entity named Pax uh, had said that these are not the the vaccines, but there is one that is coming out, but they're doing it in a way that they're actually looking at full safety side effects in a big way. And then there was a mention of a company in Canada. And so I'm I just kind agree. of sitting back and not signing up for the vaccine, and I'm saying, I'll wait and see what happens with Canada. <laughs> you know, let's see what they come I, up with. I, because I think I it was, did, I think it was very warp speed. I, I, that's I what I keep getting, and I get something. I don't know what it is. I haven't done the research to know, but I get something with the number three. So somehow the number three is going to tie in. I don't mean it's the third one necessarily, but it's the number three is going to tie right. in. And I'd be interested to know if that ties in with the what the person channeled with Canada somehow. The the number three. Well, I'm in touch with that person, so I will ask that question and see if I can get a response yeah. and let you know. Because, yeah, I think it's interesting as well. You know, the whole uh, – I think I – don't, I don't know that the efficacy has been proven for me. Uh, and mm-hmm. like you said, you know, disclaimer here, you know, go and do what your doctor tells you to do. That's great. That's wonderful. For me, I'm not so sure. You know, I, I just – not so sure at this point. We are. And, we and are I'm a health professional. Yeah, we're once yeah. again on the same page. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we are, and we are, are almost we out are, of time, Michelle. But before yeah. we go, I would love if you would tell our listeners how they can learn more about you and your work and where they can purchase your book, The Magic of Connection. So you can learn more about me at michellewelch.com. That's W-E-L-C-H, welch.com. And it's as easy as that. And you can purchase my book uh, there or Amazon or any, if you want to support all of your local bookstores, a lot of those have it. And we have it here at Soultopia as well, if you want to order online. So just, uh, yes, but I'm, I'm real big about supporting your local bookstores if they have it. Yes. That's great. And, it's, and I know it's a little bit challenging for people right now to do that, but you can call and ask them to order it and you can have it shipped to your house or you can, you know, they can order it and do it that way or you can go pick it up. And, it, you know, if everybody's safe with their masks, you can say hello. It gets you out for a moment to talk to somebody in and out of the store quickly. And it might make you feel a little bit better because we are in the winter here and especially in the, the colder parts of the country, you're not getting out as much. So absolutely. absolutely check that out. Oh, well, it was really great having you on. If you don't mind holding on to the line, and we might actually, when I talk to Michelle after we go off air, I might try to convince her to come back to do readings in April. So we'll have to see how that goes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Because it was such a good one. You are quite welcome. 
Okay, listeners, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. You know, we're living in a most unprecedented time that's proving to be challenging and life-changing for everyone around the globe. And our world is quickly and constantly changing, and that's why I have the guests that I do to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. We need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life we're meant to live, our own authentic lives, our lives productively, healthfully, and purposefully. And this is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link for this show to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they can learn and grow and make the world a better place for everyone. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. My name is Key Love, and I hope you'll be back next week for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. Get out your calendar. Make note of it now so you remember to tune in next week. For more information about me and my work or to schedule a remote energy therapy session of your choice, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. Also check out Soji Huggles Children Foundation, where every dollar of every donation directly supports children in need 100%. And there are more of them now than ever, more people losing jobs, more families need food, more children need to eat. We are run solely by volunteers. There are no salaries, no stipends, no compensation of any kind to anyone. You can learn about our fundraising campaigns and exactly where the money goes and how it helps kids in need. At Soji Huggles, we are investing in a brighter tomorrow by giving them a better today. So thank you for taking time to visit our website, SojiHuggles.org. Please follow us on Twitter, RGAwareRadio, and at Soji Huggles. And while you're in the social media accounts, please be sure to like us on Facebook, Soji Huggles Children's Foundation. I am your host, T. Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most enjoyable week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well. Thank you.